Hi, welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian sit down together and talk about the marketing topics that are most hot takes on their mind, what we're thinking about today. And so today we have an interesting topic that kind of just organically popped up. We are in the midst of talking about a launch strategy for the Marketing Retro Podcast. And so Josh, tell us what we're talking about today. Yeah, so I think we both had, uh, well, one, it's tasked with you first, because I think we're trying to do this divide and conquer thing with this podcast. So uh -huh. uh, we've assigned the launch to you. Um, yes. We won't say the date right now to paint us in a corner at this moment in time, because this episode yes. may even be out of the launch. Who knows when this one will actually uh, hit, the, hit the podcast stream. So, um, but essentially... Yeah, like, uh, why don't we start with what is your plan, and I will kind of just combat you on it and fight you tooth and nail on it, even though you're going to own it. There we go. I love it. Okay, so when I think of a launch strategy, or just a launch in general, um, often when I'm working with B2B SaaS clients, we are launching a new feature, a new product, something kind of small. Sometimes it's even just a whole new concept, a new messaging, a new brand. Um, and the most important thing when I consider a launch is to create some buzz around it first. You kind of warm up the audience. You let people know what's going on. You tease it a little bit. Um, and But beforehand, I always work where I know every single step before I do step one. So I know what the end game is. I know when the last date is. I know when that final tweet's going to show up. Um, and I work my way backwards. That's something that is probably left over from my teaching days when you're taught to do a lesson plan. You work from what's the test. You work your way backwards. So that's basically how my mind sees it. So I work with the very end and then work my way backwards to what's the first thing. Where are we starting? So I see it as we want to make sure that we are showing up where our audience could be potentially, and that we are talking about who we are, who we're going to talk to, who we want to be interested in this um, through tweets, through LinkedIn, through newsletters. I mentioned, um, you know, maybe sending out, you know, a notification on the newsletter, and uh, that could be a potentially good way to to let people know what's going on. So that's kind of how I set it up. I said, like, what is my goal? Where are we going? Who am I talking to? What are the platforms and the avenues and the channels that I need to use to reach those people? And then I just kind of do it consistently. I say, okay, I'm going to start 10 days maybe before we actually launch um, so that all of the promotion is it doesn't seem tedious. I feel like when you te start teasing two or three months beforehand, people forget. It starts to feel like, what's the point? No one's paying attention. You haven't actually said anything. I, I get frustrated as a viewer, as a reader, or as a consumer when people like tease me too early. Um, so that's why I said, you know, 10 days before we're actually going to launch the thing, let's kind of start making people aware that, hey, we've been doing this. We've been talking. We're out here. Um, and showing up on, on Twitter and I would imagine Twitter, LinkedIn and newsletters. That's where we seem to have, um, the largest portion of our audience. Um, I don't think we would go to Reddit or TikTok or anything like that yet. Maybe we could eventually, but for now, it feels like those are the most organic places for us to show up. Um, so that's, that's my plan to basically create posts that deal with what we're talking about, who we're talking to for those platforms. 
um, and share the idea that, hey, look, we've got a, a podcast that we've been working on. And I think we think you'd love it. So come and find out. Okay. So a couple questions. What is yeah. the, and, and if, if they sound like dumb questions, but what is the point in like launching and getting everyone circled around on, on like one point in time on like launch day? Like I get it for, let's say product hunt mm -hmm. or, Hey, it's a big release. Yeah. We're opening the doors. Like, Hey, our, our product is launching, uh, other, other things. We're just, you know, doing those types of things, but it, out of the, you know, there's no ribbon cutting event. There's no, like, we're hopefully, I don't know if there's like an upvoting, there's not really like an upvoting world of a podcast where we're going to mm -hmm. suddenly get, you know, in a TikTok algorithm and all of a sudden get a ton of impressions because of that. So my, my question is about that in addition to, so like we have some audiences, you have a newsletter. I said, I don't really have one yet which is true. I think I have a list, but I've never sent much to it. Um, but if you also aren't sending stuff very often or on a normal cadence, like how does, do you want to kind of waste that shot of like attention and saying, Hey, we're doing X. And if that's the, if the, if the, if I'm in a scarcity of attention mentality, don't they just want to know that it's launched and go check out the thing today? So that's, that's kind of where I'm, my question's for you. So. Interesting. I like that. And those are definitely two separate questions. Let's consider the first one. Yeah. Okay. So what's basically the point of a launch, right? Like if you could slow roll it, we're going to be. So why do we need people to know to show up at one point in time? Um, and my thinking is more about momentum. It's not that we would launch and then stop marketing. You definitely don't want to do that. Even as like with clients that I work with, the launch is... For one, it kind of creates morale internally. So it gets us focused on a point. It gets us guaranteed to say, okay, this is the date we're doing it. We're ready to go. We're excited. We're going to share it. We're gathering together around this one idea, this one time frame, right? So there's a little bit of internal kind of um, agreement and excitement that mm -hmm. really doesn't okay. really necessarily have to impact anybody else. It's really for... If you're like when I'm working with a big organization, it's for the internal teams, for everybody inside the company to go, we're excited about this. This is great. It creates buzz. It creates hype. Um, the second one is just momentum. So, yes, we are not going to like, we don't need upvotes or anything like that. But as we know, as with marketers, that the idea of your neighbors doing something is very influential to what you will do. If you know that it's popular or that everybody has watched this podcast or listened to it today, or, oh my gosh, did you hear like four people mentioned how much they loved marketing retro podcast? Have you heard? It creates this idea of, um, of, of just momentum. It creates a sense of like a flywheel, right? Like people begin to be interested. Um, if we kind of slowly just roll it out and maybe okay, like talk about it, when we think about it or right before a new episode launches. Um, for me, it just feels like the awareness is become slow. People don't pay attention, right? Like, like you said, we, there is, they might miss it. Right. 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 Yeah. For they a 10 day period, so we have different take, Twitter followers. They might just totally miss it. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so it could take months before your average random person on Twitter realizes, oh, Josh and Adrian are doing a podcast together. They've launched a thing because they'll just kind of see a, 
a sprinkle here and there, a link, maybe a tweet, maybe an idea. Um, but if you create momentum, if we have a moment in time where we're both talking about it, where we've said, hey, we're launching it, where we ask our friends to go and share uh, the content with us. And they say, like, if we get our friends interested, our close network and say, hey, would you mind sharing this? Josh and I are doing this thing. We're really proud of it. We'd love to have your support. Um, you know, and they share it. Then we have people's a little bit more people's attention, right? Like it becomes almost an awareness thing. Um, now, your second question was, why kind of tease a thing and not just show it to somebody like your newsletter subscribers? Um, and so I agree with that, honestly. When I'm on a newsletter, I've been on someone's list and they send me a newsletter and they say, oh, hey, something's coming tomorrow. Shh, be excited. Just wait. And I'm like, no, now I'm annoyed. Like now you're in my inbox, <laughs> not telling me the thing. Like, why not just show me the thing? You had my attention. I opened the email and now you've wasted it. Um, so I wouldn't launch it like that. Like if I mentioned it in my newsletter, my newsletter would be about what my newsletter is typically about. Research, audience behavior, that kind of a thing. But the way that I run my newsletter is very casual, very communicative. So I would just say, oh, hey, by the way, P.S. at the end of the newsletter, Josh and I are launching a podcast. Watch for it, you know, on Twitter next week, that kind of a thing. Um, so I would not send a newsletter just saying, oh, there's something news coming. Like, I wouldn't tease in that way. I would come up with, like, here's something I've been wanting to tell you guys for a long time. This is valuable information for you. It's why you subscribe to the newsletter in the first place. Oh, and also, by the way, P.S., this is the thing I'm doing. So kind of two different approaches. Momentum's important, but yeah, I wouldn't take advantage of someone's attention in that way either. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what do you think about... Uh, so during that warming period. Um, what if we did some sort of ways to get engagement and it is, and, and maybe you already have this in your plan, you might probably already do, but just as I was thinking about it, if that point is to kind of get people talking about it, but not tease them about like, oh, it's coming or here's a little soundbite sample, but only like 30 seconds, but maybe it's also pulling people for topics. It's like, hey, we're doing this. We have a bunch of topics, like vote on which ones you think are interesting. Like there's just other ways to get engagement and drum up. So it's like, it's happening, but it hasn't come out yet. It's almost like not teasers to tease, but engagement um, types of things to get people talking. And maybe those are some of the things we can do in that, in that 10 day period. Yeah. And so I guess I actually hate teasing marketing where you're just trying to tickle or like, I don't know, a tease is the only word I can come up that accurately describes what it is, where it's like, I'm kind of doing this, be, be watch me, to, and it nothing is ever said that's important. So my plan is to actually take the topics we've already talked about and create each one of those as a Twitter thread or a tweet or a LinkedIn post. And then from there, create engagement, ask questions, right? Because that's all we're doing here is we have a topic, we ask questions, and then we discuss it and kind of break it apart from our very different points of view. Um, and then that becomes the promotional content. Then after we've got engagement, 
you know, after someone's tweeted and there's some comments or things like that, then I come in and say, oh, by the way, love these answers and responses. See what Josh and I have to say when we launch our podcast next week. And it's, you know, that's the second comment kind of thing. So right. I'm not right. trying to, I'm not going to come out and go, hey, look, Josh and I are going to do a podcast. Well, there may be a tweet that says that, but <laughs> they're not all going to say that, right? Like, it's not going to be 10 days of nine days coming up. You can't wait to see what's happening. Like, it's not going to be one of those things. Um, and I know that those can work for people, for brands. Uh, I mean, gosh, that's basically how Apple does every single launch, right? Like they have their big events and nobody knows what's coming up. And it's just this amazing thing that people love. Um, but that works for Apple. Like Apple can do that because they're Apple at this point. Um, that's not how we would have to approach with quality first, with content with actually like sharing ideas and concepts. If I just say, hey, Josh and Adrian are coming up with something in 10 days, you're gonna love it. Everyone's gonna go, who cares? Like who cares? Nobody cares. So um, yeah, the teasing for teasing's sake, I think is, it's a gimmick. And I don't, I don't love gimmicks in marketing, so. Yep, I'd agree with that. Um, so are you also thinking on launch day, we are having I guess three or four episodes, um, like or basically dropping kind of like, so people can binge. I think that's a good idea for podcasts. If you want my two cents on it, just cause mm -hmm. if you're going to get my engagement, you're going to get my time. Maybe one or two of those might be episodes, maybe clunkers for them. But the third one is like, Oh, this is good. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep listening. And if, as for, if we're drumming up enough attention, give us some, give us a shot and, hearing us for an hour total in three episodes or whatever. And hopefully it's enough to stick and uh, make an impression that, yeah, I'd, I'd come back for this. And after that, it's rolling weekly. Is that kind of what you were thinking? Yeah, definitely want at least something that garners attention that is valuable for people to want to show up and watch uh, or listen to frequently. Um, but I like the idea of uh, a binge listen as well. Um, when I listen to podcasts, it's very, I'm either, I have two ways of listening to podcasts. Either I'm searching for a topic and I don't really care who the speaker is, who the person is. I just need to learn about this topic. And so I kind of start down rabbit holes or I care who the host is and I'm coming to listen to them. And usually if that's the case, I wanna hear um, their perspectives, their opinions on a few things at one time, um, especially short podcasts. I am a big fan of the shorter podcasts. Um, you know, my, I was talking to my dad about podcasts the other day and he loves like three hour long podcasts. And I'm, that blows my mind. I'm like, I don't have three hours of time to have something inside my ears. Like I just don't, um, kids would interrupt me like every 10 minutes, I would never get to listen to all of it. But so for me, that 20 minute kind of chunk of time is like perfect. That's while I'm sitting there folding laundry, while I'm washing the dishes in between like meetings with clients, things like that. Um, so, and I feel like at least people, you know, our audience are probably, you know, family, old, you know, maybe thirties ish, forties ish kind of marketers who are looking to learn more or looking to just hear the, the latest hot takes that are out there and kind of what's frustrating a little bit about marketing or 
like some of the lamer things about marketing. And so that 20 minutes and having a few to sink your teeth into, I think is a really good approach. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I, I like the idea of that format. I also like the fact that for this type of podcast, so like the, the podcast I would listen to that would be similar, that have hosts or have a topic, it's nice when a topic gets discussed into all these ins and outs and nuances, but at the same time is succinct enough that you can put a title well on it so that I may not listen to every episode in the feed, but uh, I know I like them. I know I like the person or their take on it, or I like that person's interview style. And I can just cherry pick the ones that are the most interesting. I'm a survivor, but at the same time, I may not listen to every episode. Um, but I mm -hmm. think having it in a 20 minute format versus some of the, some shows that are like weekly and it's an hour and it's like five topics. I think podcasts aren't, easily conducive to being able to like hop around and you don't really want to take that, but you just want to set it and forget and just like hit play and, you know, go on your dog walk, full, go on your dog walk, fold your laundry, you know, go drive to pick up the kids or whatever that, you know, mm -hmm. other, other life activity we're all doing while a podcast is buzzing in our ears. So. Absolutely. So I have a question for you uh, concerning just launches. How have you handled launches before? Like, do you agree that a launch is a good idea or are you more of the slow roll exist kind of when you, when you guys have a new feature or a new product, how do you, how do you handle launches? Uh, we don't handle them very well. <laughs> so I do agree that launches are a good strategy. We've just, that's, we've never done them well. Um, you know, probably dating back from, from a resource perspective, like from me when I was, launching products or different things. It would be like launching to the lists I had or some people, but most of those things in terms of like a perpetual launch or a, or a launch motion, like we don't really have one. It's really something we need to be better at. We've been much more iterative and slow rolling. Like we do releases on a weekly basis. Sometimes we're like, oh wait, we should send a newsletter. Let me go back through all the new, the, all the release notes and see and pull out what is what is, uh, you know, topical or what, you know, three things can we join together and make a story out of and things like that. But it's usually a, a later thought type of thing. So, uh, but it's definitely an area we want to improve. So this will be interesting to see. And, and I know we also talk to a lot of people, have a lot of other internet friends. And I think I'm always participatory in helping other people launch things and liking and commenting and voting, um, that type of stuff. So, uh, it'd be nice to, to be on the receiving end of some of that too. So maybe this goodwill we've built up with people will help us get out there too. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I've watched people and participated with other people, supported people's launches um, where they're launching all kinds of things, products on product hunt. Um, you know, I think of like when people do the digital type products, you know, like maybe it's a downloadable or an interactive or some kind of things like that. Um, you know, now in the creator economy, a personal launch of a digital product is person's entire income. Like this is, it can be a yearly amount of revenue for them. So, and the launch is the moment that that happens. Um, you know, when people do, these digital product launches, um, I've seen them bring in like 40% of their yearly revenue. And when they share those kinds of things, either privately or 
um, publicly uh, without the launch, without that momentum, they would not have that kind of success. It would be either no one would know about it or they would just stumble upon it um, or the marketing has to kind of be much more hard hitting throughout the time rather than creating that like impactful, um, it's almost like a bomb, right? Like the atomic, it kind of has its ripple effects. Right. And so it's this moment in time and then it, it has ripple effects throughout. Um, I think it's successful. I, I would not have thought you could do anything else. Like as a content marketer, someone who's worked with product marketing, um, when you said, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. I have different thoughts on launch <laughs> strategy. I was like, I, I didn't know you could think about it differently. Um, so, and maybe that is the difference between just, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of okay wanting to gather people's attention um, and and say like this is important. Let let's talk about this. Um, I don't know. So what what do you think about that? Do you think it's part of marketing is gathering people's attention? Do you struggle with the concept of like we need to get everybody's attention like right now? This is something important right now. We need to have their attention. No, it's not. It's not that. It's probably just a matter of like my my brain is a engineer building brain, so it likes to um, mm -hmm. do things iteratively and stack assets and build things that are sort of perpetually working all the time. So, mm -hmm. which you know, I know we've had conversations about SEO and content marketing, where I see that, and I see uh, you know SEO is an interesting one because you don't have a launch your SEO strategy. It just you just iteratively build right. and it goes and none of a sudden you're starting to get picked up by Google and, and traffic starts flowing. Right. So uh, it's not yeah. a, I'm not anti-launch. I definitely think it's a huge part of marketing cycles. It's a huge part of just trying to get even the initial inertia and energy or momentum. And then, you know, you get the long tail effects uh -huh. of it afterwards. And hopefully a lot of people, a lot of people have doing, you know, just like, they have a pattern to it. So it's like every six months or every year, or every three months or those types of things. And they get a cadence with it, which also helps with the team and, and build and marketing and all of those things sort of going towards a goal and morale and all these other things. I think for us, it's just, yeah, we, we haven't gotten a good motion for it. So the only, the biggest difference when we brought up the topic to talk about today was I was wondering about the how much to do on the pre-launch, how much to do on the pre-warming. So that was the only one I was like, I'm no, I'm, I'm torn on that. If how much of the pre-warming, but once you kind of broke down the difference in how you thought about it of, it's not about teasing. It's really about, as I mentioned, like engagement, or it's about starting to talk about, it's starting to seed the buzz, but in a nice way, not in a, in a teasing way, in a just like, Ooh, this is starting to build a groundswell. This is interesting. I can see where it's going and I do want to see more. And I'm at least for the, over the course of that 10 days, a bit along for the, oh, this is kind of a story that's developing. I'm like watching this happen organically as it going, as it goes until the crescendo or crescendo point after 10 days. So. Yeah. So that's an interesting point though. Like the, the fact that it's a story and that there's a crescendo. Um, and in the creator's aspect, when I create it and build it, that's absolutely 100% true. But from a viewer's aspect, from their point of view, I would never expect someone to, to see that, to see the story mm -hmm. coming together, unless they're just 
really closely paying attention. Um, and most people are not really closely paying attention. Um, you know, I've been able to kind of see what other people are doing a few times, but most of the time you, you're just reading a tweet, right? Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. And sometimes you're not even necessarily paying attention to who the tweet author is, unless you're going to go and comment and engage. Um, so while the whole thing needs to be a story, it has to also perform independently really, really well. Right. It has to be able to be a one-off um, tweet or a LinkedIn post. Um, and that can be a challenging part of a launch, right? Because when you're involved in it, you see the story, you're passionate about it, you know the end product, you're so excited. Um, you know, I've seen people launch and the launch tweet or LinkedIn post is, we've worked so hard. We worked, my team worked for six weeks to put this together. I'm so proud of my team. This is an amazing, the design is awesome. And then, you know, you can tell that they submit off to some engagement pods because it did get some lift, but you're like, who cares? I don't care. Right. How Audience didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. What is, what is that? What am I going to get out of it? Like, what is the right. point? What is the purpose of your thing going to do for me? Um, and a lot of people launch with the internal mindset. Now I did mention there, a launch is important internally. And send that email internally, send that to everybody inside the company. Um, that's where that kind of message belongs is internally because externally your customers, your audience, nobody cares. They could care less that you guys worked for six weeks, 80 hours a week. Like it doesn't matter. Um, what's important is what am I going to learn? Why do you need my download? Why do you, why should I give you my information? Uh, or if you know, I'm thinking of a digital product, but in, in all kinds of things, even if it's a product launch with your SaaS company or a feature, like why, why do I care? Um, and that can be a mistake sometimes that people make when they're trying to launch something is they forget that it's not about their hard effort. It's actually about what the customer's right. going to get right. Yeah. Especially people that if you are doing launches and you get into that cycle, I think definitely a lot of, um, you know, founders get into those because they're, they're the only ones doing these things. And uh -huh. early on, those are, I think, classic mistakes they will make also because they're not living in them as a marketer brain all the time. So those are yeah. typically like they're thinking about more often about themselves and wanting to get to the end and wanting to get the launch out there. But um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add? This was a, a fun topic. And as we we're trying to wrap up in our keeping these succinct enough on one topic. Is there anything you want to part our listeners with? Yeah, that, um, just be ready. We're, we're going to launch the marketing retro podcast and it probably already has launched. Um, <laughs> Josh and I are working to, to create some things and we're just excited about it. And hopefully, um, it's something worth listening to. Yeah. Yeah. This might be our first behind the scenes episode after the launch. Cause you don't want to launch about the launch. It's a little too meta. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Yes. I love it. It's like a get Great. ready with me. TikTok. We're, we're doing it behind the scenes. There you go. All right. Talk to you later. Jen. Bye.